Okay. Alrighty, folks. Yep. Uh, here we go. Time for the general knowledge podcast. Uh, it's mainly a member bonus show we've got here for our beautiful members. Thanks again for all the members, and uh, we're going to be allowing uh, everyone else to get about a half half of this episode uh, as a bit of a teaser. So if you like what you're hearing, feel free to uh, follow the links below and um, join up as well. Uh, we are going to be covering the uh, the conspiracy surrounding the death of Princess Diana and anything else that in between, of course, that comes up. And joining me to do that today is uh, none other than uh, his return once again to the show is John Hamer. Uh, everyone should know John. Howdy, John. How you going? Hi, uh, Lee. I'm good, thanks. That's right. Awesome, yeah, it's mate. good to be back. Thanks very much for um, inviting me on again. Yeah, it's no worries. Right. It's always fun having a chat with you, mate. Yeah, you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge, and, and your website's a good resource as well, and that was one of the things I was going to let the listeners know as well. Over at uh, thefalsificationofhistory.co.uk, you can have a hit the old search bar there like I did. Because I remembered one time on another show we did, we actually kind of briefly mentioned... The Princess Diana death and the conspiracy surrounding it. Right. I was like, man, we totally got to do a show on that. And it kind of just got pushed to the side. And of course, now with, you know, there's uh, Prince Philip's dead, we've had lots of marriages, now the Queen's dead, you know, so I'm like, what a good time to sort of touch base on on the part bit of the past of this of this royal dynasty, I guess you can say, and, and we'll we'll discuss yes. we'll discuss what's happened with the death of Princess Diana. Or should we say like according to your website, the ritual murder of Princess Diana, as you've got there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be good. Well, should be an interesting show. Just before we get into it, Andy should be joining as well, folks. So if you do hear him jump on halfway through or whatever, um, that'll be him. He's just going to come on for a chat. He just couldn't make the start of it, but he said just get going. And uh, once he once we get going, he'll just jump on when he can. So anyway, um, yeah, so we kind of, um, in the preparation to this end, um, John, we watched a little documentary which you've probably heard of it was made by um keith allen i'm pretty sure his name uh, is keith allen yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and i thought that was actually quite good um it was called unlawful yeah. killing the murder of princess diana and i was like oh well that's yeah. very similar to a lot of the work you did previously and stuff as well um right, yeah. so i'm like well that's ex- excellent it was um and a lot of people have been saying i've sort of read a few comments and things in some of the other, like I listened to a few podcasts that had talked about this documentary, and I was like, they're all saying, oh, it's very one-sided, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know what? That's okay with me, because we've already got the official story. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. So yeah. why would you want to have a, 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 an unbiased approach to it and, and put in their, story, their side of the story and then put in, you know, contradictory things? Just have a full doco about the contradictory stuff and the questions remaining about Princess Diana's death. I thought that's... Correct. And what he yeah. did, I thought, was excellent. Um, yeah, so it's a good documentary. Uh, I will put a link in the show notes as well for, for folks out there who are interested as well. But, um, yeah, I, I was hoping today, if you've got it up in front of you there, which you probably do as well, you've got your piece. But uh, I'm happy to kind of just kind of go through this from the beginning. I don't actually. I will, I will bring that up. Sorry. Yeah, bring it up. Bring That'd be good up, yeah. because um, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff on there that I actually was just kind of hoping you would kind of take us through, and because this is all your work, you know, you, you've done this, um, you've done this for your website as well. Again, uh, for the folks out there, the the article in his uh, geopolitics page of the website at falsificationofhistory.co.uk uh, is the ritual murder of Princess Diana. Um, yeah. Now, I'll just give you my take on this before we, we sort of get started to get into it, right? So, obviously, being here in Oz, it was quite a while ago. Was it 90, 1997 is when... Um, yeah, it's 25 years ago. 
Correct. Yeah, it's quite a while ago now. Yeah. And obviously, at the time, I was like, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, it's tragic, you know. Um, I was only just out of high school this time. I was, I finished high school in 96, so this is only the year out of high school. So, you know, I'm young and stupid. I didn't really pay much attention to news and all this sort of stuff. But we, of course, knew of it. You know, everyone knew of it. It was worldwide. It was a global phenomenon, this. Um, And everyone, leading up to that, of course, she was always in the papers. You know, there was the, the, um, I think it was the year before, wasn't it, when she got divorced from Charles, um, uh, yeah, from yeah, yeah, sometime before. I can't remember exactly yeah, when she got but divorced. I, but I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the, the year before. And, um, yeah. you know, so t- to me, I, I didn't really understand, didn't look into it. But from, yeah, from my perspective back then, it was just, yeah, it was pretty amazing. A, you know, a, a royal was, or an ex-royal in a sense, was killed in a car accident. And, you know, all we heard was it was the paparazzi was responsible and, that was about it. You know, there's been lots of TV shows and specials and, you know, headlines and things talking about, oh, was it this or was it that? And was she killed? And then we've had, you know, her butler come out and say things and produce things. And, you know, so it was kind of just, it never stopped. It just kept going. It was yeah. an ongoing yeah. saga, you know. But when I watched that doco, I was like, well, this is really kind of, oh, yes, there's, of course, still a lot of answered questions and a lot of things that people really just don't know about that actually happen and are tied into this sort of thing. And um, most people just never had a clue. Like if you said, uh, ask people, it's like when you ask people about 9-11, you go, how many buildings fell down on, you know, or got destroyed in 9-11 on, in New York? And they'll be yeah. like, oh, two. You're like, well, you know, there's a couple others actually. <laughs> but um, it's like when you say to people, well, how many people died in in the car with Princess Diana. And they'd, they'd probably say, oh, two, like Dodie and Diana. You know, and yeah. they, don't, they don't know, of course, there was, uh, was it Henri uh, Paul? Henri, Henri Paul, Henri Paul. Was the driver. That's right. And then there was a security guard as well uh, who didn't die. Um, Reese. Right. Um, Trevor Reese. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Reese Jones. Trevor Reese Jones. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, and but he didn't, I, I, and I actually listened to a few podcasts who was saying that he died in the crash. And we're going, well, that's not true. I'm, I'm sure he survived. I'm like, I know there was a survivor. So it was kind of interesting that it was people were actually putting out a bit of false info about it too. Um, kind of around yeah. around the same time as uh, all the stuff happening. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, four occupants, three dead, one severely injured. Yeah. And we'll get to that, of course, yeah. as we come along. But yeah, sure. so just before we dive into the details, that was my impression mm-hmm. of it. What was your like? You you're there. You're you're in the UK. You're British. So yeah, tell yeah. us your your recollection of what happened that day, mate. Uh, right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's quite an interesting little story. Well, it is to me anyway. Um, <laughs> it was actually Princess Diana's death that woke me up. Okay, that turned me on to the idea that you know we're not, we're being lied to, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that things are not as the media portray. Because uh, what happened was. Um, about four days after the after her death, no, maybe maybe a bit longer, maybe a week after her death, we met up with some friends who had actually been in Paris that night when she died, and they got they'd been out for a meal in the evening, gone back to the hotel room. It's quite late, kind of midnight, just gone midnight. Switched on the TV as you do, um, and they saw moving images of Princess Diana walking from the car into the ambulance that's right. And we were told, that's right yeah we were told that she never regained consciousness um and that she died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital so they just thought well oh diana's been involved in an accident oh that's a shame well she looks okay though 
you know, she's obviously on her way to hospital for a, you know, just to make sure she's okay, check up. And uh, they thought no more about it, went to sleep. Next morning, they woke up to all the, um, you know, the, the fuss and the hoo-ha about the fact that Princess Diana had been killed in this car crash. And they couldn't believe it, you know, because she 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 didn't look particularly, she didn't look injured. She, she was walking not quite unaided. I think someone was holding her under the elbow. Yeah, like ushering her sort of, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, looked, she seemed fine. So they were absolutely stunned when they woke up and saw the news. Um, so we met them for a coffee that following weekend. And uh, they told us this story. And I was like, you know, my jaw dropped. I was like, what? This is not what we're being told at all. Mm. So, yeah, it, it was it was a shock. And I mean, the whole country was in was in kind of a shock. I mean, I've never been a royalist. I mean, I hate the buggers to be honest, but mm-hmm. that's another story. Um, but it did it, it affected everybody. Diana's death, you know, it it, it was a shock. And it, you know, regardless of whether it was murder or whether it was just an accident, the whole country was in trauma for at least a couple of weeks. It was so weird, and I even felt it myself. And I wasn't even a royalist. It was almost you know, almost surreal, the atmosphere in the country for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's what started me down this road of uh, looking into uh, conspiracies, for want of a better word. Questioning uh, the official narrative, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that kind of started me off. And then, um, you know, I I didn't actually do anything. I just carried on working for a few years. And then it was 9-11 that really started me seriously looking into stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, Princess Diana's death was a very, very significant event in my life in that respect, mm. because mm. It, you know it's changed my life completely. You know, 25 years ago, I was just a, a nine-to-five corporate guy. You know, um, working in the IT industry, just plodding on year to year. You know, just mm. believing everything more or less that the media told me. I mean, I've always been a, a kind of questioning sort of person, but. Um, you know, even as a kid, I, you know, I used to get the teachers' noses by asking questions all the time. Mm. Um, you know, because I, I would never, I never accept anything at face value. But you kind of get sucked into it through your life, don't you? You know, the propaganda that hits you through the airwaves. And uh, yeah, I was just, I was just one of these guys that just lived his life, got on with it, and didn't think too deeply about, um, you know, what might be going on in the background. So yeah, in that sense, it was Diana's death that changed my life. Yeah. Mm. There you go. It's, a, it's a, one of those events that has now, uh, you know, there's that point in history where if you can, it's sort of that that fork in the road. You know, you can either believe yeah. it and just keep keep continuing on, or you ask that question and start looking into it, and then that well, that opens up a whole new world for you, and that's what it seems Absolutely. to work. Absolutely, amazing, isn't it? Novels yeah, and the- books and everything you've written and done since then, mate. It's um, yeah, it's kind of yeah. shaped who you are as a person. Yeah. Absolutely. Funny like that I that's say, the event. Yeah. The event. There yeah. you go. Yeah, interesting. It's always. It's. I mean, I think we may have actually mentioned that possibly previously on another show, but it's good to kind of recap that that was. It's always yeah, interesting to know I what think, what it, what event it is that um, changes a person that makes them start to do this, and and you know, yeah, it's good. Yes. To, it's good to cover it. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's get into some of the nitty gritty kind of details here. All right. So I'll just read okay. a little bit here from, and then we can sort of discuss as well. Sure. Right, so once again, uh, for the listeners there, head over to uh, falsificationofhistory.co.uk. There's stacks of work that he's done, lots of mm-hmm. articles, lots of books. We've, of course, mentioned that many times on the show before. Um, 
and we'll we'll recap on a bit of that at the end of the show before uh, John leaves us. But here we go. So ritual murder, the, rich, the ritual murder of Princess Diana, 27th of September 2016. He's put this one up. Despite what the establishment and the elite controlled compliant media would love you to believe, sorry, would like you to believe, there is absolutely no doubt uh, that Diana was ritually and brutally murdered in line with royal orders. I would tend to agree absolutely with uh, what I've heard uh, since looking yeah. at this. On the 31st of August, 1997, Princess Diana, the estranged wife of Prince Charles and her lover, Dodi Fayed, were killed in a car crash in the Pont de, la, de Alma? Pont de Alma. Pont de Alma, yep. Road in uh, yeah. tunnel in the uh, centre of Paris. Uh, they yeah. were on their way to Dodi's executive apartment just off the Champs-Élysées and uh, after having had dinner together at the Ritz Hotel which is owned by Dodi's yeah. father, Mohammed Fayed. Uh, skip over there. The other occupants in the car were Henri Paul, who was the head of security at the Ritz, uh, yeah. the nominated driver for the evening, and Trevor Rhys-Jones, who was another security man and the only uh, survivor of the accident. Like I mentioned before, uh, four in the car, three deaths all up, and uh, one severely injured man. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, as is always the case, faced with the usual confusion and subterfuge surrounding the events of that night. Indeed, there are so many conflicting versions of the story that it is extremely difficult for anyone to even come close to the actual truth without intensive, sustained research on the subject. However, what follows is substantially more than an educated guess about what actually happened on that fateful night. You know, it's funny that we're kind of doing this show because that. Do you remember uh, just after 9 11, there was. The Bali bombings in Bali yes. that killed. Yeah, it was in a nightclub in Bali and killed. You know, I think it was around thirty. A lot of Australians. Yeah, lots of Australians. Yeah, yeah. And that was our false flag to get us sucked into the war on terror, thanks to um, sure. John Howard, who yeah. was the prime minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who was also uh, prime minister when uh, Martin Bryant had the killing down there in Tasmania. Anyway, um, right. Yeah, another false flag event. <laughs> Yeah, was that Port, 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 Port Arthur. Port, yeah, that's Port right. Arthur, that was it. Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just funny because that's another event that people aren't familiar that that is actually a false flag is the Bali event. And you wouldn't know until you start looking at people who have written about it and all the questions that arise, like it's just insane. Same thing with this yeah. Diana thing. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, feel free to, to, to take us through uh, the next bit here, mate, if you want to, you're happy to read this bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Um... You mean, uh, like, from the story began in 1980? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really want to actually read it. I'll just talk about just it. Just talk about it. It's up to you. Yeah, either one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, um, Diana and um, and Charles met in 1980, so that was, like, 17 years previously, mm-hmm. um, and they fell in love. Well, at least she fell in love with him. I think it's pretty doubtful that he fell in love with her. I think she was just, no doubt she was just used as in her own words, a broodmare. Charles wanted a, a blonde, uh, you know, good-looking young woman to produce his heirs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is exactly what he did. Um, and, and they wanted someone outside of the royal circle, although she was kind of on the fringes of the circle because she was, a, you know, part of the aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was definitely outside the royal family. And, and I believe that she was chosen for her genes, not for uh, uh, not for any not from any love on on Charles's part, um, and and as soon as you know the two boys were born, 
which are jokingly referred to as the hair in the spare, um, once Diana is kind of fulfilled. Yeah, it's true. That's it how is. talk about it. Yeah, right? Harry's definitely not blood, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Um, so, yeah, once Diana fulfilled that role, it, Charles basically dropped her. You know, because Charles had been having this ongoing affair with uh, lady called Camilla Parker Bowles. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they'd been in love since they were very, very young. And uh, that didn't change. Diana was just kind of a, a facade and this broodmare to produce Charles's heirs, mm. basically. Can um, I ask so, you, what's your opinion? Because as we know, a lot of the royals um, are related. Even the Queen herself and yeah. Prince Philip were related. They were third yeah. cousins. You know, they, right, love, yeah, yeah. they love keeping that gene pool really tight-knit. Well, were, were they worried the, that the gene pool was, was not diverse enough? Is that why they, they yeah, wanted exactly. to go outside? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, Lee. Yeah, that, I mean, I think they, they realised that they needed some fresh blood mm. in there um, because, you know, the, the, there's generations of royals who've, who've had severe genetic problems. Of course, they cover it all up. Yeah. But there's yeah. lots of them that end up in mental asylums because they're just born subnormal. But they don't talk about them. But it's you know it, 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 that's not me just wildly speculating there. You know, there's there's, there's proven yeah. examples yeah. of this. So yeah, I think then they they realise that they can't. You just can't go on in breeding forever. You have to bring other genes into the uh, into the mix, and that is exactly what Diana's role was. Mm. Uh, you know, she was a very good-looking woman, obviously. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I don't think Charles ever loved her. You know, I think it was just. It was just a marriage of convenience, mm. uh, whilst it continued behind her back with the with the affair. And of course, the poor girl. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not a big fan of hers or anything, but the poor the poor thing. She was subjected to all this infidelity from Charles. Um, she was in love with him, but it obviously wasn't reciprocated, and it sent her a bit crazy. You know, um, you know, she, we know she was bulimic. She was. Um, you know, really suffering mentally, um, and eventually, of course, it ended in in uh, separation, which was quite a while beforehand. I can't remember the exact dates, and then, as you said, divorce. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, uh, but the the problem with Diana was that, that not only was she seen to be having affairs herself, which absolutely incensed the royals, but um, you, you know, she was actually quite a bit of a loose cannon not to put it too uh yeah. bluntly yeah. she was she was involved in all kinds of stuff that really getting under the skin of the royals and especially charles um like for example she was this is just one example of a few but she was involved in an anti-landmine campaign that's right course, that's that right. doesn't uh, that doesn't sit well with the arms industry of which the royals are, have got a massive state you know so and the other thing was she was constantly threatening to reveal royal secrets, so you know it 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 wasn't sitting well with them at mm. all. So I, I believe that that was what the you know the, the that was what the, yeah the prime motive was for you know doing away with her. Yeah, they say. wanted to silence her because she they couldn't they couldn't just tell her to shut up. She was not going to just shut up. She was no, like, exactly. well, I've I've been in this family. I've seen what I've seen. I I've not. You know, she's obviously hated the way she's been treated in that family and stuff. And exactly. you know, she was quoted yeah. as saying even at one point that there was 
there was three of them in that marriage. You know what I mean? Like That's her right. and, exactly and that. Uh, Charles and Camilla. You know, yeah, um, yeah. she was yeah, always yeah. competing with with that. And um, like you said, there yeah. was, it was never a real marriage. It was a marriage of convenience. Uh, absolutely, yes. yeah, just to diverse that uh, that gene pool, like we mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's right. So eventually, she um, after after a string of affairs with various people, um, all you know, several of her lovers had been. Obviously, she was being watched all the time by the security services. Mm. Um, several of her lovers had been warned off. Uh, one of them had actually been killed. Uh, that was a guy called Barry Manneke, who uh, had a very unfortunate accident on his motorbike. And uh, Charles gleefully phoned Diana to tell her the news and warned her that, you know, if uh, you know the same thing might happen to her if she wasn't very careful about what she said and did in the future. Mm. But, of course, she was, she was very headstrong and she just carried on. She, did, she took no notice. And, obviously, that was eventually to, uh, to be her downfall. So she took up with a guy called Dodi Al-Fayed, whose, um, uh, whose father was Mohammed Al-Fayed, who owned Harrods Department Store yeah. in London. Self, self-made billionaire. Exactly, mm. yeah. Well, uh, Muhammad was. Dodi yeah, Dodi was. Dodi. Right. He was the, the son. He was a producer. And yeah, stuff. he was just a... And dad's money. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, from, from all reports I've heard, I've seen, yeah. he was actually a pretty decent kind of guy. He wasn't an arsehole anyway, so... From what I heard. Um, I, I don't know if that's true I, I, or not, but... I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know he was... Um, he, you know, he, he was very much a, a playboy, as I say. He was... Um, he was actually engaged to someone, an American girl, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when he met Diana. But I think the thing with Dodie was he was totally under the control of his father. Now, And I think his father was actually instrumental in getting them together with the express purpose of luring Diana to her death. I mean, there's, you know, I've, I've put lots of evidence in, in, in the article um, about why I believe that would be. Um, but basically... Fayed was a big, serious part of the establishment. I don't think he intended for his son to die. And I think that's what sparked his anger because afterwards he was very, very scathing about the royal family and he was blaming them for the death. But I actually think he was the, um, he was the, not the instigator. The protagonist almost. Yeah, he was the facilitator. Mm, And he, he lured them to Paris because this plot had been planned. To, to actually do away with Diana in that tunnel because that tunnel has got a very uh, uh, significant esoteric background. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, was, that, it was very uh, symbolic I saw. of what, yeah, some, yeah, that's right. You know, um, even the, in, even in, the pillar in, that she crashed into, it had a meaning, I think, too, or was that, with the number yeah, of it or whatever, the, yeah. The 13th pillar. That's yeah, right, yeah. significant esoteric number, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that actual site where the Pont de l'Alma tunnel is in Paris was actually the site of an ancient uh, temple dedicated to the goddess Diana. Oh, right. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And so it was all very symbolic. In fact, it was it was done under a ritual called the Killing of the King, which is a, a Freemasonic ritual. Okay. And, and that was the same ritual that they used for killing JFK, just as an aside. Awesome. Okay. Which, uh, which, which it, just quietly, uh, John... We're gonna we're gonna do a JFK one day too, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, as you know, that's something else I've written about in depth. Correct. So yeah, yeah. 
so yeah it, it, it's all everything's connected i always say this to people everything is connected you know all this yeah. stuff that nothing's you know, accidental kind of yeah it's all yeah yeah you know there is there is a holistic view of everything and it is all connected i, I use this phrase a lot but it's like a a huge jigsaw puzzle, a 10 million piece jigsaw puzzle, and every little piece is interconnected in some way. So, yeah. Um, so, Diana was set up for this event. You know, um, the, the, there's all sorts of intrigue around the actual mechanics of it, the, the me- you know, the mechanics of how it was actually carried out. Um, there's lots of, there was lots of, uh, propaganda regarding the the so-called paparazzi and they became the scapegoats um but you know that was just that was just a convenient uh bluff if you like to to deflect the blame away from those who were uh, you know who'd really perpetrated it and you you, you mentioned before that she left a, a a note i think as well which you've got on your, a copy of here on your website um where yeah. she actually fo- basically foresaw her own death you know she wrote a note yeah to her butler, Paul Burrell, and, and literally said yeah. these words, my husband is planning an accident in my car, brake failure and serious head injury. Correct. <laughs> I mean, what, what we don't, I don't even know if it was brake. you get than that? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, uh, what's, what do you think? There was actually brake failure in that vehicle or maybe we'll get to that. No, I, th- I think they used something called Boston Brakes, which is a it's it's a, a CIA assassination method, okay, which was also which is also used by the British MI6. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston Brakes is whereby they actually uh, do invasive uh, mechanical work on the car and set up this remote control system within the car, so the car is actually totally remote controllable from. Uh, a distance okay so they can actually remove the control from the driver and operate the car as i say remotely this has been used this is not just a one-off this has been used on many many assassinations where people have been they've died in serious road crashes and what happened was that mercedes again this is not my speculation this is documented fact Mm -hmm. that mercedes that they used a month earlier had been stolen and recovered okay now it's my assertion that whilst it had been whilst it was in the process of having disappeared they did the boston brakes technology on it Mm. so they knew exactly motive uh, opportunity (laughs) yeah absolutely all that stuff yeah (laughs) Uh, good murder stories always have them don't they yeah and um yeah, so that that gave them the ability to actually control the speed of the car, to control the direction of the car, and crash it into the thirteenth pillar. Mm. Of course, that wasn't going to guarantee that she would die. That's right. Uh, That's right. There is know, no guarantee with a car crash because no, exactly. we don't know if the people are going to be wearing their seatbelts or if there's airbags or uh, if it, it maybe exactly. they're just pure luck where they don't have the injuries or don't fall victim to you know, burning alive in a rack or whatever. You're right. There's no guarantee. Uh, exactly. So that that's why we then got the scenario whereby she was helped into the ambulance, obviously. Uh, we were told that she was unconscious, but she wasn't. We know that. In fact, that piece of film that my friend saw 
I actually saw it about five years later or six years later. Mm. It actually mm. appeared briefly on the internet and, and it was actually not just a French broadcast, but it was actually shown on British TV as well in the early hours of the morning when obviously uh, hardly anyone would have seen it. But somehow that had kind of made its way onto the internet about six years later. And I actually did see it, and uh, but then it disappeared very quickly afterwards, as these things tend to do. Mm. So, so yeah. Um, so then she was uh, taken from the um, from the ambulance. Sorry, from the car into the ambulance. The ambulance then took something like something ridiculous, like two and a half hours to travel about three miles to the, and it didn't even go to the nearest hospital. It went to one much further away than the nearest one, but it took them two and a half hours to get there. Mm. Now, my question is, what on earth was the ambulance doing taking two and a half hours to get to the hospital? Mm. Apparently, when she got to the hospital, there was a, a team of um, top French surgeons there. Um, and shortly after she arrived, she was pronounced dead. Um, well, I reckon she was killed in the ambulance, personally. Yeah. But again, that's and I've read that <laughs> there was yeah. like the, the the head doctor, the head French doctor that arrived. Like he's even got a weird kind of backstory as well. Like he's Definitely. tied into who knows what. But there was also two other, uh, like the ambulance driver and another ambulance officer who were there, who have to this day apparently still remained unnamed. Like they won't give out the names of the, these two blokes. Who were right, also in the right. car. Like, he wasn't alone in because it couldn't just be the two of them. They needed a driver, of course, and perhaps yeah. someone else to assist, or the other standard ambulance driver. But yeah, they were yeah. those names. Of, I reckon they've probably been killed and silenced or something anyway. But because yeah, I, I don't think they were, they were paramedics at all. I reckon they were probably secret service people. Mm, correct. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that as well. Actually, yeah. Um, and the, the um, other thing we should probably mention as well too is that um, the vehicle was uh, you know a Mercedes. I did write it. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, the lush, plush, plush Mercedes sedan, you know, yeah. fitted out, secure and all that sort of stuff. Um, Mercedes also wanted to do their own forensic yeah. analysis of the vehicle to make sure, because obviously, you know, Mercedes could quite possibly get a bad name out of this. They want to cover their yeah. tracks and go, we want to prove, you know, our vehicle was, you know, up to scratch and there was no faults or right. manufactured, whatever. Um, they were denied that opportunity, as, as I believe. Now that that's right. ties into yeah. pretty much your theory, of course, of that of doing the Boston brakes, because we don't yeah. want them to have a look in the car because <laughs> we don't no. be able to find that it's been tampered with, or you know, some sort of yeah. remote system has been set up. That's right. Exactly that, and um, yeah, the, what, what the Mercedes Mercedes company offered to examine the car forensically and it was turned down mm. out of hand not only that but the uh, the wreckage of the car was removed to goodness knows where nobody knows where it actually went and it was never seen again and not only that there was no proper forensic examination of the of the car and the accident scene at all it was all very quickly swept under the carpet quite literally actually too there was a street didn't a street sweeper come by and clean the area like just yeah, after exactly, it happened yeah. like yeah, fuck yeah. me Absolutely. <laughs> and all the security cameras down that road were all switched oh off i forgot road. to mention that too that's right what a key yeah, thing yeah. isn't that i mean that's just jeffrey epstein all over again it's modus operandi well, for these people isn't it 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, why change a winning formula? You know, <laughs> the, it happens all the time, doesn't it? You know, all, oh, just all of a sudden the security cameras are not working. Yeah. Not only were the security cameras not working, not just inside the tunnel, but down that entire stretch of road. That's right. So that nobody could right. actually look back and see exactly what happened. But apparently the police um, uh, radio network went down five minutes before the crash and actually came on about an hour later. Well, I didn't know um, that one as so, well. So nobody could, because people, um, I, th- I guess they still do it. People have their own like CB radios or yep. whatever they actually call <laughs> these days. Showing my age now. But... Um, on the wireless. You know, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> yeah, people, you, people actually sit and listen to police messages on the police web. They do scanners and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but it suddenly it just went, the, the, the network went dead. Yeah, radio and darkness. It, and it was off for an hour, just about, just at the time of the crash, just before the crash, and it came on about an hour afterwards. Isn't that So funny? nobody yeah. knew what the police were up to. Um, you know, there was no evidence at all that, that you could look back on and say, ah, this points to a conspiracy of some kind. Mm. They just mm. absolutely, completely uh, made it a blackout of every aspect of uh, any kind of uh, security, if you like. Yeah, because it's funny, yeah. like, she's <laughs> obviously was one of the most photographed individuals on the planet, you know, at the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Haunted by paparazzi, like that—that that is a given. Like she was definitely, you know, they're on her twenty-four-seven. And from what I yeah. um, was able to divulge as well, when she wanted to leave the Ritz and go to Dodie's uh, apartment, they yeah. had uh, decoy leave the front of the Ritz with all the paparazzi and giving chase, and then, then they left from the back entrance. And yeah, um, yeah. but there is. There's still there's actually footage of her in the hotel, in the elevator, leaving the hotel, yeah. getting in the car, like all this footage of all that. As soon as they hit those roads, oh, there's no footage. All of a sudden, you know, like <laughs> all the cameras That's are just right. not working. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. it reeks of the Pentagon on 9/11. You know, you cannot see anything hit the Pentagon. All video footage of the of everything pointed at the Pentagon cannot be seen. Yeah. You know, all these things like I mentioned before, Epstein, you know, uh, all of a sudden the you know the, the the cameras in his cell just happened to stop working, you know, <laughs> like that's right. Far yeah. out. It's just every time there's something like this, that's what we see. We yeah. see the cameras, all these, oh, isn't it a coincidence, you know, like seriously, that there is just an absolute given that there is some foul play. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, it, well, it's the same, as you said, the same modus operandi all the time, isn't it? And they use it because it works. That's right. People don't question. They just think, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was unfortunate. Yeah, it was it? unfortunate. Oh, I can't believe they weren't working. Oh, who's responsible for that? Yeah. Oh, don't worry, we'll look into it. And nothing ever happens, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, well, they know that people have very short memories. This is the thing. And so it's, it's easy to fool most right, of the just, people. You just keep the distracting time. them with different things and then they forget all about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's all sorts of intrigue about the driver, actually, as well. For a start, he wasn't a, uh, a fully uh, licensed chauffeur. Okay. He was just drafted in at the last minute. He was accused yeah. of being drunk. That's right. They, 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 they said he was wasted. And been, but yeah. um, there was also some shenanigans with that, isn't it? Do you, um, yeah. What, what were the yeah. shenanigans around that? Well, the, the video footage of him uh, in the hotel immediately before he got in the car to drive it, um, they, they had a, a, uh, an expert on um, 
people's movements. I can't remember what the, the actual official name of that kind of a person is, but someone who studied human movement and knew exactly what how someone who would have as much to drink as they claimed he had would behave, and he didn't fit that model at all. That's right. That's um, right. And now he was also found to have, um, I mean, I, I can't remember what, how much he earned. It was something like £20,000 a year or something as a, as a security man for Dodie Al-Fayed because the, the hotel that they were staying in, of course, belonged to Dodie's father. Um, the, the hotel in Paris where they were staying and where they left from to, to go back to Dodie's apartment. <laughs> the Ritz, that's the one. And... Um, and he was employed by the Ritz Hotel, but not as a chauffeur, as a security man. And he, uh, he earned about 20000 a year. But yet he'd had dozens and dozens of flying lessons. He had he was found to have about £120,000 in the bank, mm. in, in several different bank accounts. There'd been mysterious payments into those bank accounts. So again, it's believed that he was... Uh, you know, an operative of the French Secret Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clandestine on the, on the take for sure. Yeah, keeping them, uh, yeah. keeping them in the, in the loop. Yeah, that's right. And all, uh, you know, it's a well-known fact that that all the Secret Service organisations in the world, such as MI6, CIA, you know, the Mossad, and all every other countries, they're all intrinsically connected at the top of the pyramid. So they all work together and they all collude together. And so, yeah, he was in effect. He was working for MI6. Mm. You know, when it all comes down to it. And his, so, yeah, we know that he wasn't actually pissed. Not only because of, um, like you said, there was his movements were not. He was not even in those videos. Like I said, where you can see them getting in the lifts and going down and walking in. Like he's not stumbling. Yeah. And you know, we've all seen what pissed people yeah. look like. He's not like that at all. Apparently, he only yeah. had two Ricards. I don't even know what they are. Um, a French drink of some sort, but he apparently only had yeah. two Ricards, whatever that is, not enough to get yeah. you pissed. Um, yeah. And his blood work, like his, you know, they took blood samples and, and that was all apparently all, um, like the labs messed it all up and there was a, um, yeah, yeah, like there was all heaps of shenanigans with that as well, basically to help cover it up in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another part yeah. of it, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so he was a very suspect character. Um, of course, the the bodyguard Trevor Reese Jones. He was in the employ of Mohammed Al Fayed, who again, I believe, you know, as I said earlier, he was a facilitator of it. So they they got the you know it was all pretty tight. You know, everything was was um, you know almost watertight in terms of you know producing this this conspiracy. Um, but of course, you know, things always leak out. You know, because. You know, it's, it's just the same when you're investigating any kind of murder. It's impossible to cover your tracks, absolutely. Mm. Um, you know, you, there's always going to be tiny little aspects of it or sometimes large aspects of it that give the game away. And this is the case. This is why we know that this was not just an accident. We know that it was all planned because of all the all the stuff that leaked out. Mm. Um, you know, the, the guy, sorry, go on. I was going to say, let's skip to the bit here because we've, we've sort of we've mentioned these people and stuff. We'll just skip quickly to this paragraph here. Just under the photo of... of uh, you've got last photo of Dana receiving oxygen. And you've got this this now, this section that people probably weren't aware of as well. And the theory that yeah. she may have actually have been pregnant at the time. Yeah, it's possible. 
Well, nobody knows for sure. But interestingly, and there's a reason why a... nobody knows for sure as well because she, well, they removed her all her organs and embalmed her, and and they would not exactly. allow any paternity test or DNA testing or anything at all. Like um, no blood sample worked or see you know to check for any of that. None of that was allowed. It was all yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, as you say, um, she but, was embalmed immediately. Why would that have been a big deal, too, protocol. John? Sorry. Why? Why would that have been a big deal anyway? It's so what? What if she was pregnant? What's the big deal there? Well, obviously, the Fayeds were Muslims, um, and if the uh, the mother of the heir to the throne, as she was at the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was was to give birth to a Muslim child, and he would have been a Muslim, then that would not fit with... They'd have a half-brother, uh, half-Muslim brother, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. That would not fit at all with, with what the royal family would want as their legacy, if you like. So that was very much frowned upon. Mm. But whether she was... We, we're only guessing that she was pregnant. I mean, there are... You know, a lot of people claim that she definitely was, but I've never seen any actual... Uh, concrete evidence that mm-hmm. that was the case. And yeah. I guess we'll never. So I guess that, we'll but... stipulate there. Yeah, we don't have proof of that, but as a theory, no. as part of this whole conspiracy of her death and stuff, yeah. it does seem it does seem possible. It it, it, yeah, um, possible, yeah. it it could also equal to be one of the the motives of 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 why they acted then. You know, I didn't want it to yeah. to for her to start showing. You know, like maybe they got wind. They knew that you know because you've only got maybe what say. A twelve-week window before a woman really starts to show a pregnant belly, you know, and and she was That's slim. True. She was a fit, slim woman, you know. So you're going to notice a bump on that pretty pretty soon. Um, Definitely. So that yeah. that to me again um, could be one of the reasons, and it makes sense to me that they would do it, you know, acted on it then and there. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, and plus, apparently the royal we... family were racists too, from what I hear. <laughs> well, allegedly, yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Prince Philip was always making racist remarks. Oh yeah, he's about... a fucking nightmare, that bloke. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. Didn't he? Didn't he quote one day and quote and tell me if I'm wrong here? But I remember hearing well, video footage of Prince Philip saying that it went, if he were to die or to be reincarnated, he would like to come back as a deadly virus. Do you remember that? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A fucking yeah. psycho, man. To reduce the world population. That's yeah. right. That's right. We, this is how these yeah. fucking morons think. Oh, man. Anyway, just that's a side note. I just sort of bring that up just so to kind so of maybe let you, people maybe know the kind of people we're talking about. The non-existent about. COVID virus. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just goes to show you how much of an idiot he is because there are no fucking viruses anyway. So, yeah. No, he's okay. No. I was uh, just being facetious. Oh, I know, I know. It was good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so... Uh, where, where should we go next? Where do you want uh, to go? Let's, let's have a look here. So we've talked about that. We talked about uh, that part of the death there. Uh, let's let's actually. We did mention the ambulance trip, right? Now, because yeah. you sort of you sort of cover it again in this section here. So you've, um, there was obviously no uh, absolutely proof to uh, sorry foolproof way to ensure her death, uh, even in a stage crash, and so there would have been had to be a contingency plan in place in the event of her survival against the odds, which we sort of mentioned before. Oh, g'day, Andy. Andy yeah. just popped on for um, for the chat. Right. Just make sure he comes in. You got us, Andy? Hey, boys. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Are. Sorry, I'm a bit late. Cool. Chuck your <laughs> video on, too, in. if you can, brother. Just for the members, okay. man. Like I said, the audio will be for everyone else, but just for our members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. When you're ready, it's all good. 
There he is. Hey, brother. Hi, Andy. G'day, John. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. I'm I'm slowly getting through your book, mate. I'm about a third of the way through. All right. Very good. Is that the Welcome <laughs> to the Masquerade one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you got the. Did you get the Kindle version? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very good. So, very good. I pick it up. I pick it up for like you know about fifteen twenty minutes, like every you know every couple of nights, and sort of you know read it till I can't keep my eyes open anymore. It's gen- <laughs> well, gen- it's gen- a great cure for insomnia. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good stuff. See, your your boys are supporting you, man. We we appreciate the work you do. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yeah. you too. All right, Andy. So we were just—we've covered a fair bit. Um, we've just kind of—we're yeah. uh, up to the part now where we're just just going to sort of recap a little bit about what John was saying with regards to Diana's um, hospital trip and the fact that you know there was a, a hospital pretty close by, like not too far away. Didn't take her to that one. Took forever and and apparently travelled at a snail's pace to to take her to a different hospital. Um, so we're going to we're going to just recap that, and there's a, a section in uh, John's uh, article on his website about that as well. Yep, go yeah, yeah. Um, she um, yeah. The, the the ambulance also stopped about 600 meters from the hospital and just stayed there for uh, I think it was about 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah, and I never heard <laughs> that in that documentary either, too, John. That, that that's news. That was new to me that she actually yeah. that they stopped, yeah, and didn't continue the journey, yeah. like. Like this is Diana you're talking about. Why would you not want to get her there as fast as possible? You know, it's just exactly. insane. Yeah. You know, if if we believe that it was an accident, which we don't, obviously, but if we did, then it, that doesn't make any sense at all, does it? None, none whatsoever. Yeah. 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 So the she. Right. Um, so you, yeah, you, like you mentioned, um, it took nearly two hours to travel four kilometers, four four kilometers to the. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but is it Petit Cell? Petrieri Hospital? Yeah. Petit Salpetria. That's exactly what I said. No. <laughs> yeah. More or less. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like we said, um, they, they do mention that, Andy, too. Like we, we were talking about, the, we sort of mentioned that we'd seen that documentary. Um, and, he, and he does talk about it in that as well. And they went... Okay, it's said again. We've reiterate. We're talking about the... They know that this is Princess Diana. Yes, of course. Let, let's have... Okay, so... Play devil's advocate here, right? Any car crash that happens yeah. locally to us here anywhere, you know, if, a, if the cops get there or ambulance gets there, yeah. it's, you know, are they safe to move? You know, like they sort of give them that sort of the once over, they check in with the vehicle. Can, uh, if the vehicle's okay to get her out, you know, they get her out. Or, sorry, the victim, they, they can you know, very carefully get them out, you know, trying to make sure that the neck is, you know, secured and spine's okay. Yeah. They do take yeah. all these precautions and it can take some time. But... From what we've seen, and you can actually, you've got a picture of it too. The front of the car is, of course, a mess, but the back of the car was relatively, well, I wouldn't say relatively, but it wasn't in the worst shape, of course, because it was a head-on crash no. into a pylon. Um, yeah. So the door was actually, I think, um, may have even popped open when they crashed, but yeah, they were yeah. able to, they were able to get her out of the vehicle, and she's obviously yeah. sustained some injuries in the vehicle. And as you mentioned yeah. as well, and I, I, I believe I've seen this video too. But I didn't realize how big of a deal it was at the time because you mentioned there was a video that surfaced of Diana from, I think, passerbys or some uh, paparazzi or reporters that made it to the scene before she actually got out of the car yeah. and yeah. got footage of her being treated at the car 
oxygen yep. on and stuff, and then being removed yep. from the car and put in an ambulance. Like that, that's a thing. Like that's that actually happened. And it's very. Yep. It reminds me of what what happened very recently to Anne Hesch, who we know, um, and I believe that was a Boston Break job as well, mate. Um, yeah, Andy. The, just Definitely. just to quickly recap, Andy, Boston Break was a technique used by security services to remotely control a vehicle and to you know they can crash it into whatever they want whenever they want. Basically, they called it the Boston yep. Breaks, and and John goes over in his piece as well. Um, you know that same thing happened to her. There was they, they were all saying, "Oh yeah, she died in a crash and was burned alive." Blah blah. But there's footage of her being taken to an ambulance to an ambulance, and she she tries to get up from the from the ambulance bed from the gurney, and then they grab her and put her back down and put a mask on her and <laughs> shove her in the ambulance and then take her away. Like it's yeah, it doesn't. The official story didn't match up with the footage that came out of that. You know, it was very crazy. No. So similar sort of things happen to Diana, except of course being in the modern age we are now footage of last it does yeah once it's out there it's out there it's very very kept on the online everyone can save it download it and bang you've got it yeah, you know you're never going to exactly. get rid of it whereas you know, yeah. these old uh, pieces of footage I'm, I'm actually going to look for it if i can try and find it somewhere online um i'll, I, I'll put I, I looked for notes. several years mate couldn't, so couldn't if, get it if again you, if you if you can find it good luck to you but i, I wish i'd downloaded it but obviously yeah. i didn't so. all right well if i can find it just i'll make sure you send i'll get it to you as well yeah great <laughs> i mean you just kind of assume that it's going to be there forever don't you when you see well, stuff on the internet? it's yeah. hard to scrub things from the internet mate that's for sure yeah mm. Um, so yeah, that, that's what we were mentioning. We sort of we recapped on that, uh, how it took forever to get her to the hospital as well. Um, yeah. and some of the reasons, uh, Andy, we sort of talked about, you know, the, some of the motives behind why they got rid of her, some of the motives behind why they picked her for marriage in the first place too, even, um, you know, talking about, yeah. uh, trying to, um, increase the gene pool a bit because they're always inbreeding the bloody royals, you know. Like we talked about the other night when uh, we were waiting for John, we were sitting there talking about how they're all inbred and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's. Uh, what, okay. we got? what else have we got here? Uh, well, you've got a bit here. Let's. Uh... Sorry, let me just. It may not be true. Sing a story for a friend. She was in Paris and then got back to enjoy. 24-hour news channel was airing first pictures of coming in of a car accident in time to see young images of a young woman. So, yeah, we talked about that, um, of the yeah. footage that did come out. Anyway, so whatever right. the real truth uh, regarding the above may be, which is, of course, that story of footage of, of Diana, um, it's certainly possible that you've got there. Uh, there was obviously no absolutely foolproof way to ensure her death, uh, even in a stage car accident. So, of course, Andy, we mentioned the contingency plan was... Because, like we said, there's no guarantee she's going to die in a car crash, right? Um, yeah. Especially, of course, she would, they would never put her in the front seat. Of course, she was going to be in the back seat with Dodie. Um, so, how what's what's the backup plan? Basically, is what we're saying. And the backup plan, we, as John was to, uh, mentioning to our audience earlier, is that uh, a French doctor was most likely the culprit there, or was he even a real doctor? But who knows? But there was also two other ambulance officers in that vehicle who were, were, were John skeptical of them actually even being ambulance officers. They could have relatively just been, you know, um, French Secret Service, MI6, who knows? Could have been anyone, intelligence agents um, dressed up as as uh, first responders. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the other thing that leads me to believe that that is also correct, like I said before, is that the names of those other ambulance officers were never released. No one knows who they are. 
So that was all, like, why would you keep that secret, you know? Like, why wouldn't the media try and find them and talk to them and get their story and pay them, you know, we'll give you, you know, 50,000 pounds to tell us your story, you know, whatever it is. Because that's what they do. They bribe them to tell their story. Like, but no one ever got that opportunity. No one knows who these people are. So, so many questions. Um, there was, do, do you remember the, um, John, the car that apparently hit the car in the tunnel? Mm. There was a pair of white... white um, um, like Fiat. That's right, the, the Fiat, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, The guy, that was driven by a guy called James Anderson, who was a French paparazzi reporter, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, that car was then found uh, a little while later. That car was found burnt out with uh, James Anderson's body in it, and he had been shot twice in the head before the car had been burned. And uh, it was ruled as a suicide. <laughs> so that's quite interesting. Um, you know, actually, the ability to shoot yourself twice in the head is a very interesting phenomenon, isn't it? Mm, phenomenal. <laughs> Doesn't it sound so... Yeah, it just reeks of... Um, that's like a Clinton job, mate. That's what they used to do. They would... What's the, what's the term? Yeah. Um, suicided. You Suiciding. Felt, yeah, that'd be... <laughs> well, that's a dead given there. So... Yeah. Um, it obviously came out because there was paint detected on the vehicle. Like there was paint that matched that car or that make of car. Right. Um, yeah. I, I sort of, might, I'm still unfamiliar with how they narrowed it down to be Alrighty, that Alrighty folks, uh, you like, have been listening no footage, to our no free uh, first yeah. half of this episode with uh, our interview in, with John Hamer on the Princess Diana unlawful killing, murder, ritual killing, whatever you want to call it, folks. She was definitely taken out. If you want to hear more in the rest of this episode, there's a whole bunch more to go over. Uh, There's still another, well, geez, nearly an hour to go uh, on this episode, folks. If you want to hear more, you can go and uh, support the show. Head over to the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Real News Australia. Link in the show notes as always, and it'll cost you, I think it's about, I don't know, seven bucks Australian a month binge everything in one month and quit i don't care but if you want to hear the rest do show your support and head on over there thanks guys Prestige, who promised fortune and fame, a life that's so carefree. She's saying that's